0: Well, on that note, hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley.
1: <coughs> That's COVID and I'm She's Rebecca.
2: Dying. You started talking as I was about to cough and I tried to hold it in and it did not work out well for me. I was dying. Let's <laughs> start over. Let's,
1: let's try that again. Hmm.
0: welcome we are the ladies of strange i'm ashley i'm tiffany and i'm rebecca thank you for joining us each week as we discuss
1: the history mystery and theory of all things questionable odd and eerie
0: hi ladies what's up friends hi
1: how are y'all
0: oh so good
2: drinking wine i'm like love lovely lovely
1: (laughs) (laughs) you just started drinking
0: i know i'm falling apart how are you guys uh, you know, we're back recording remotely, so that's fun. Yay, life! That's okay. At least I still get to see your beautiful faces.
1: Oh yeah, with the microphone in front of them. It's fine. Technology is a beautiful thing. So, you know what? It's been a long time since I've done I can grammar random
0: ramblings with Rebecca. Ah, yeah! <laughs> I was gonna say gone outside,
2: but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fair, <laughs> but could either of you guess what it is? Okay, give me a second. Uh, Body modifications.
1: No. Um, no. no?
0: I think she just said it's space. Oh, space. <laughs> okay. Oh, nope. hey, no. oh, I could have sworn you just said it's space or that face. Were you commenting on Tiffany's face? Possibly. Plagues.
1: It's musical instruments. Ooh. Hey, that makes sense for you. Yeah, this is one of the less weird ones we've covered. And considering our type of weird, like this is not weird at all. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about a couple unconventional instruments that people have invented over the years Do it, <laughs> Yes. First up is the octobase. Ooh, that sounds intriguing. Right. So the octobase is an extremely large and rare bowed string instrument that was first built around 1850 in Paris by a French luthier, Jean Baptiste. Do, does it have, um, eight strings it has three strings oh (laughs) she was she was stuck on the octa that's not why it's called an octabase it has three strings and stands 11 foot five inches high holy
2: shit
1: it's a whale of an instrument no (laughs) so because it's so freaking big you have to stand on a stool to actually play the thing and because it's an octabase it means the strings are thick af So the musician actually uses a series of levers to press the strings down onto a fingerboard, which has frets on it to play. And if you're familiar with how string instruments like violins, cellos, and I guess violas work, like they don't have frets along their fingerboards. So the fact that this guy has a fret is kind of unique and weird.
2: Did you just throw shade at violas?
0: Of course I did. (laughs) Of course I did. Okay.
1: So there's only one real known work for it, and it is Charles Gounod's. I apologize, I don't know Italian, Messe Solennelle de Santa Cecile. Mm. Yep. Nailed that. it. So this thing gets low.
0: <laughs> Shorty, got, Shorty got low, 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 low. low. low, low,
1: low. Like, it's... Dumb how low this instrument gets So the bass plays one octave Below the double bass oh. And it's so stupidly low That it sounds roughly like A deep sea piece of machinery running Yes, I watch videos
2: That's really
1: cool Even Davey504 was impressed I don't know who that is, but
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
1: It's fine. So the lowest note is, I think it's a C0, it's a technical term. So it resonates at about 16 hertz. For reference, the human range of hearing starts at 20 hertz. I was about to ask if we can even hear it. And even crazier, concert A is 441 hertz. Wow. So. Yeah. This thing is. Little. Yeah. Like, when you have instruments this big and that low, like, even the double bass, they are more, like, support. Like, they're important that they're there, but you don't really notice that they're there until they're gone. Then so, that's kind of what this octave bass did, was it provided this low rumbling for music that you can't really achieve with traditional orchestra instruments. I'm a music nerd. It's fine.
2: No, so what <laughs> I'm thinking is, like, that would be fun if
1: you were playing near it and, like, to feel it rumble but not actually like hear it. So one interesting thing that I saw in a video was they have one of these at a museum and they actually said that like the sound waves are so big that it actually sounds better when you're standing quite a few feet away from it than if you're like right on top of it. Because when you're right on top of it, you don't have the sound waves don't have the chance to get to where they need to be. Whereas if you're standing farther away. So if you're
2: playing in an orchestra setup, since you and I play violin, we would be at like the
0: right spot to feel the feel the power. Or the
1: audience. <laughs> yeah. Or or if you went to the show as a audience member. So this thing is so big and plays so low that you can literally see the strings oscillating when it plays. Cool. Right? Physics can be fun. I mean, sure, yeah, but that would be fun to watch. (laughs) The bow that is used to play this thing is like cartoonish looking. It's so big. And it's not like big long ways because it looks like it's roughly give or take a couple inches the same length as a standard violin bow, but like it's so thick and so massive. It just looks like a cartoon prop. He got girth. Oh, girl.
0: Sure.
2: Give me that deep girth. (laughs) Whoa.
1: Anyway, so yes, there is music composed for this, like I said. But go figure—they're not really solo pieces. Yeah, okay.
0: that would be quite ominous
1: just to have that low. Oh, it sounded scary.
0: Wow.
1: Quick, quick question:
2: Did you mention? I know you mentioned how low it can go. Did you mention how high it can go? Like
1: what frequency? It's so I didn't look how high it can go because with a uh, stringed it can probably reach within the range of a double bass because with string instruments, you're only limited by how much fretboard you, ha- you have and what the tuning is. So it's sort of like when you're playing a guitar, like you can only tune the string so low and then you can move your hand all the way up the fretboard to the highest fret. That's a really bad example. I don't guitar.
2: No, I, I mean, I followed along, but that may be because I played violin, so.
1: Up next is the theremin. Yes. What is the theremin? You don't know what a theremin what? is? I might if she explains what it is. I'm pretty sure it's a thing that makes the sound to the Doctor Who theme song. <gasps> I know what that is. <laughs> there it is. So it was invented by Leon Theremin. Wow. Who patented the device in 1928 the theremin is an electronic instrument that is played without making physical contact with the musician
2: yeah
1: do you understand
2: no i do because as soon as you said doctor who i immediately pictured the instrument that's used to make that that
0: seems to make it so you're still not sure exactly what it is no did i say seems yeah Uh,
1: oh that's not what i meant to say it's fine. You've had like two sips of wine. That's a lot for a mom. So the instrument has a body and two antennas. The body itself contains all the electrical mag- magic, including turning the instrument on and tuning the instrument. Coming out of the body are two antennas, one sticking straight up to the player's right and a loop. the second one is a loop jutting out from the left of the control unit. So imagine like one straight antenna, like a car antenna sticking straight up and one loop parallel to the ground to the left. And I realize they only understand this because I'm making hand gestures, but listeners, if you don't understand, please Google it. I'm familiar with how the theremin looks like. I've always wanted to play one. So the straight antenna is used to control the pitch, while the loop is used to control the volume. This is achieved by the work of magical pixies. Mm Mm-hmm. The best kind. So the way it works is the looped one controls the volume, and when you're touching it, that's the lowest volume. You're not making sound, but the higher up you go, the louder sound you make. On the right, with the uh, antenna that's sticking straight up, the closer you get to that antenna, the higher pitch the sounds you make. So by controlling your left and right hands, you can control the pitch and the volume. So how does this work? Because the antennas aren't actually antennas. They work as capacitors. Flux capacitors? <laughs> no, not flux capacitors. This is where I follow up with the question, Do you guys know how capacitors work. I know the flux capacitor is always broken on the TARDIS. No, that that's not where. No. Sonic screwdrivers. <laughs> no, no, they make a noise too. So you guys know what a flash looks like, like on a DSLR camera or a point-and-shoot camera, like that quick flash. Yeah, yes, that's done by a capacitor because what it is is a special electrical thingy that causes a massive amount of electricity, to, like, pass very quickly from one side to the other, and that allows. The flash to hit now with the theremin by changing where your hands are you're changing like how quickly or how much the electricity passes from you which serves as the grounding rod to the ground and the theremin
2: Got it.
1: so by changing those distances between your hands and the antenna you change the pitch and the volume so would that make you a conductor and a conductor
2: Get it, a musical conductor and a conductor because it's electrical. But you're not
1: a conductor because you're playing. You know what? It's funny because you said it. (laughs) Is that how that works? No, it's not. I've missed a lot of jokes if that's the case. You're not conducting because you're playing. I literally have on my notes sidetracked to explain what a capacitor does. (laughs) Thank you for that.
2: I'm still going to say you're a conductor and a conductor. Fight me,
0: magical pixies. Don't ask for that. Ma'am, it is the 2020s. Oh, shit. Okay, Someone
1: died by ball electrocution. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Snope said that they didn't, but it was still really funny. We're going to go with they did. That's a rumor that's okay to be
1: spread. So back to capacitors. So because of the capacitors, this allows the theremin to work through the head heterodyne frequency which is a fancy way of mixing two frequencies as a form of signal processing there's math involved we're not getting into it just no magic happens oh but i like you math. don't like electrical math trust me on this one okay <laughs> here here's the thing we can ask maybe rachel knows what i'm taught what this is and we can ask her it's fine okay so remember how i said the antennas act as a capacitor well the second part of that is you which is the grounding rod uh, I said that. <laughs> Rod. Uh, so the theremin, because electricity and it's half a capacitor, so like your body is part of the capacitor, the instrument itself, it's the second half, it means that the theremin is incredibly susceptible to its surroundings, which means every time you move it to a different place or move something in your house, you have to retune it. Oh, Jesus. Or move something in your house? Yeah. And even things like a cat walking by will change the tuning of the instrument.
2: That sounds like a terrible instrument to have. <laughs>
1: I still want to play one. Jesus. I mean, it sounds like a terrible instrument to have if you have perfect pitch.
2: I mean, it sounds like a terrible instrument to have if you are anything like me and you're like, oh, this thing that's there. I'll move it when I get to it. Or why don't I just set this stuff down and forget about it until Rebecca and Ashley come over and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't touched that in a week. Like the fact you forgot there's a ladder in your loft today? Yeah, totally forgot about that. That's why I stood on the broken chair to hang pictures. You're so
1: pretty. We're adults. So why did I talk about this? Solely to say that I found the official instrument of the Hufflepuffs. A theremin? The official instrument of the Hufflepuffs is a theremin... That is encased in a taxidermy badger. Oh, it's, no. it's called a badger min. I don't like that. That
0: sounds awful. The
1: pictures are great. Please look it up. It's like this really pissed looking badger with like a tennis sticking out of it. It's great. That poor
0: badger. I'm oh, not, I do not support a badger man. M I N. Oh, oh, oh. That is not. I, on behalf of Hufflepuffs, I do not accept. Poor guy same (laughs) oh he looks so
2: sad rebecca
0: look if i
2: had that coming out of my butt i'd be really sad too
1: bless him what the fuck is that guitar it has four necks we're not going down the weird instrument um rabbit hole because rebecca already did that there was was a banana one too i'm just i was looking at badgerman
0: and that was like the eighth image result but that poor guy i do not accept that can be a Slytherin instrument
1: Now, a Slytherin instrument has to be something that's super hoity-toity. There's a lot of, like, that comes with it, like the
2: violin. Are you saying that as a violinist, we should be close to Slytherin? I'm confused. And I am not
1: hoity-toity. I'm making a joke. Well, I was affected by it, so I do not approve. (laughs) We'll probably have all the orchestra kids going like, actually, the snotty instruments in the orchestra were always the flautists or something like that. Or i'm not i'm let's, not here to
2: judge let's apparently throw it on violas. but also so why are like violas? violas there
1: i have lots of friends who play violas okay i support them would you like to talk about the next instrument yes please it's called the pyrophone organ <gasps> is there fire yes there's yes. fire is this <laughs> is like in beauty and the
2: beast the christmas one with the organ that shot fire Ooh. what yeah kind of what yeah. are you
1: talking about
2: Did you guys never watch An Enchanted Christmas? No.
1: Yeah, like the quote bad guy in it is the organ. So the pyrophone organ was invented by George Frederick Eugene Kastner around 1870. This organ works the same way a traditional pipe organ works, but instead of metal or wooden tubes, it utilizes glass tubes. And instead of air being pumped through the instrument via bellows, the instrument is played by controlling fire. (laughs) I love it. So from the patent, this is straight from the patent, because I couldn't think of a better way to explain it. It is well known that if a frame of hydrogen gas be introduced within a glass or other tube, and if it be so placed as to be capable of vibrating, there is formed around this flame, that is to say, upon the whole of its enveloping surface, Mm -hmm. surface... An atmosphere of hydrogen gas, which, in uniting with the oxygen in the air of the tube, burns in small portions, each composed of two parts of hydrogen to one of oxygen. The combustion of this mixture of gases produces a series of slight explosions or detonations if such a gaseous mixture exploding in small portions at a time be introduced at a point about one third of the length of the tube from the bottom and if the number of these detonations be equal to the number of vibrations necessary to produce a sound in the tube all the acoustic conditions requisite to produce a musical tone are fulfilled. This sound may be caused to cease either first by increasing or reducing the height of the flame and consequently increasing or diminishing its enveloping surface so as to make the number of detonations no longer correspond with the number of vibrations necessary to produce a musical sound in the tube or secondly by placing the flame at such a height in the tube as to prevent the vibration of the enveloping film the tldr there's fire chemistry happens vibrates the
0: tube second tldr i should start recording myself after i have taco bell
1: That's not the less, that's not the takeaway, kids. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so these instruments are typically powered by propane, but some have been manufactured much like a car engine and include a series of in-tank manifolds, spark plugs, gasoline, wiring, etc. to make the instrument. Would those be
2: the propane accessories?
1: <laughs> Is that a King of the Hill reference? Yes. If performers wanted to get real fancy, certain elements can be added to the flames to get them to change color.
2: Yes! Yes, they can!
1: So, the Rebecca version of how they work is if the flames are placed close to one-third the length of the tube, the explosion fire combustion occurs at a rate that matches the harmonics of the tube as long as the flame is the correct size. So, flame happens. It causes chemistry and oscillating air magic chemistry magic to hit up against the tube, which causes the tube to ring. So...
2: Would that mean you'd need different size tubes, or could you control that strictly
1: based on the size of the flame? I think it would be different length tubes, different because, like, tubes. from looking at these instruments, it looked like the width didn't matter as long as it corresponds. Like, as long as it. There's a lot of math involved. <laughs> <laughs> and the one I saw on YouTube was this guy who only had like four set up and it played like the doorbell tone. Like, dun, 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 And I want a pyrophone organ for my doorbell.
0: Is that what your doorbell sounds like?
1: Have you not heard a doorbell sound like that? Mm. Or maybe it's a grandfather clock. I'm thinking my, of my, tomato, my, tomato. My doorbell goes
0: ding dong. And then your doorbell <laughs> goes bark, bark, bark. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, no, I've never heard a doorbell last that long. Up next, we have horny violence. <laughs> Tiffany! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you know the string players with all their fingerings. They're just all over the place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That vibrato, though.
2: Ooh, I love this. Keep going. Keep talking. Horny <laughs> There's a to difference
1: me. between hand and arm vibrato, which I learned recently and it's somehow applicable. Does to this conversation um so the strove violin invented in 1899 was a violin that's mechanically amplified by a horn so when you have a traditional violin with like the wooden body the wooden body is constructed in a way to specifically amplify that instrument which is why 50 dollar violins or eBay sound like crap right and more expensive violins you get a better cleaner nicer sounds. so this guy thinking let's make that louder Figured out a way to strap a horn to the violin to make it louder, sort of like old record players with the bell. So
2: it's like an amp before electronics,
1: exactly. Instead of a wooden frame, the beginning of the horn mounts right underneath the bridge of the violin. So if you're not a violinist, the bridge of the violin is that weird wooden piece between the body of the violin and the and the strings. That it's like curved and has like skull scrolls on it and it's always a different color. So it holds, like a the, live... strings the, yeah, it holds
0: the strings up. Yeah, it pulls the strings up. That sounds like uh, hearing
1: damage waiting to happen if it's that close to your ear. Well, it's pointing away from you. So at the beginning, like the input of the horn is right underneath where the bridge would be because that's where the sound is gener- generated. The bridge is a critical piece since it's the connection between the strings and the body of the violin. Rebecca, you said that. Read your notes. Um, by placing the horn underneath the bridge, you get the mechanical amplification of the sounds. You can actually look up YouTube videos of it, and you probably seen things similar to this especially if you've seen Lindsay sterling's roundtable rival video because even though the violin she's playing is like a s- expensive yamaha electric violin they took trumpet parts and like assembled it to this electric violin to make it look like a stro violin
2: oh this is mm. really cool looking right Wig- that is not what i was expecting
1: go figure the youtube videos sound really really metallic and if you listen to videos between like Almost any violinist on YouTube and the Any strobe Violin, you can kind of hear what I'm talking about. Up next, we have the Cross Granger Kangaroo Pouch Tone Tool. I'm sorry, one more time? So, invented by Percy Granger and Burnett Cross in 1952, it is manufactured from paper, softwood, cardboard tubes, wire, and electronics. What the hell is this? So you need, at minimum, paper sheets or cardboard sheets. And these sheets kind of work as a conveyor belt between two cardboard tubes. So at minimum, you need two conveyor belts that run on these tubes. And the edges are cut such that they rise and dip. And it works kind of the same way the uh, theremin does. One sheet will control the volume and the other sheet will control the pitch because running along the rises and the dips is this mechanical arm that attaches to electronic components that do the magic.
2: What the hell is this thing
0: called? A kangaroo pouch? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cross Granger kangaroo pouch tone tool.
0: So does it just play like, never mind. That's going to be an ignorant question that people are going to make fun of for years. I'm just going to leave it in my mouth. Oh, no, no.
2: Bring it up now. I'm excited. (laughs)
0: Negative, ghostwriter.
2: How's that Google
1: search going? I will post pictures because... I would not have guessed this was a musical instrument. Right? It looks super weird. Up next, we have the glass harmonica.
0: That sounds dangerous.
1: It doesn't look like you think it does. It was actually invented by Benjamin Franklin in 1761. What? Have you ever wet your fingers and run it along the rim of a wine glass? Yes. That's how this instrument works. Oh, huh. That's
2: cool.
1: So you got to imagine you have a bunch of crystal bowls going from big to small and holding all these bowls together is a tube running up through the bottom of the bowls such that they look like they're stacked, but they're not touching each other and it allows you to touch the rims of the different bowls. The bowls on the rod are oriented horizontally. So like the opening of the bowl would like be pointed toward the wall and the rod would be slowly turned via machinery. That would be vertically. No, horizontally. So like the the rod is placed horizontally. Oh, I thought you were talking about the bowls. And I was like, but the bowls like. No, like the opening is facing toward the wall. Yes, so it's yes. like you took Google it, guys. <laughs> or check really the cool. Instagram. I'll try to find pictures of all these that aren't copyrighted. So the rod spins and after wetting their fingers is able to be played by the player who's able to play multiple bowls at one time. That's cool. So the instrument that I specifically saw is owned and played by William Zettler and consists of 44 bowls. Some of these bowls are actually gold rimmed to help identify the different pitches. And it's kind of Looks the same way the piano does, where you have certain white keys and certain black keys. So the gold represents the black keys, basically, in this setup. The trick to playing is oil-free hands. So players will often thoroughly wash their hands before performing. And this is not a cheap instrument because there's maybe four or five players in the world, and it's a custom-made instrument of crystal bowls. Zettler's set costs $38,000.
0: So how does one learn that they can play the glass harmonica if they're not like readily available?
1: I don't know. Maybe you're just bored with the piano and you have the money to spare. Like if I was a rich, crazy person, I would totally collect more expensive, crazy things than I do now.
0: Well, you have one of the requirements down.
1: <laughs> That's what I
0: said. And <laughs> you turn 30 this year, so you're about to have two down. Fuck off. <laughs> Welcome to the club, beige. No,
2: my question about this is, like, you said the rod spins? Yeah. So, like, the bowls are attached to the rod. Yeah, I was trying to picture, like, trying to swirl. You've got 44 bowls and trying to, like, yeah. bring spin them and run it. your
1: finger
0: across <laughs> them at the same time.
1: It, but it, it it's really cool because this mechanism allows you to play multiple bowls at one time. It's really cool. There's actually a really cool quote that I found. Did I? S- oh. This is about a different instrument. Speaking of which, would you like some honorable mentions? Yes, Yes, please. First up is the hurdy gurdy.
0: (laughs) I've heard of a hurdy gurdy. I don't know. So the hurdy gurdy
1: got really popular, I think, in twenty twenty, and. It works with the same principle that a violin does, as in it uses rosin and strings, except a hurdy-gurdy uses a rosined wheel. So it's this contraption, and I can't explain it. You just have to look it up. But your right hand turns a crank, which turns the rosined wheel, and then your right hand works. I'm sorry, your left hand works levers to change the pitches. So, and it kind of sounds like a bagpipe because you have your drone notes that are playing at the same time while you're changing the higher pitches to make the melody. Huh. Super cool. Look up a video because I don't own the copyright. I just
0: don't understand, like, why people have to make instruments so complicated. Like, what was wrong? they're
1: fun. Actually, actually, I'm going to have you look up hurdy-gurdy after this because they're super cool. But similar to the hurdy-gurdy is the wheel harp. The wheel harp works with the same principle. they have a bunch of strings that can potentially touch a rosined wheel. And it's controlled with a keyboard. Like they have a, the entire instrument looks like a cylinder. So you have the strings going across a cylinder on one end. You basically have a curved keyboard. And it's super, super cool looking, but sounds super awful and creepy. No. One YouTube comment I found it said, it sounds like a glass harmonica, but with chalkboards and teeth.
0: Ah, No, that is
1: horrific. <laughs> It was fairly accurate. I didn't like the noises. That hurts my mouth. Another honorable mention is a drum set made from cheese. <gasps> Just like taking the wheels of cheese and replacing the drum heads with them.
2: I need cheese in my belly. Not <laughs> not in, in your drums.
1: Sorry, guys. The show's canceled. Our drummer ate her set again. <laughs> yeah, that would be the case. And finally, I have the fluba. The fluba? I have one of those, too. Is it a flute tuba? Oh, (laughs) nope. Nope. Not a flute tuba. Uh, Tuba is a brass instrument. A flute is a woodwind instrument.
2: You were talking about
1: a harp that sounds like chalkboard and teeth. That still works as a stringed instrument. Correct. And someone playing bowls. That's uh, correct. I don't understand what the confusion is here. So what's the problem with the flute tuba? It's not a flute tuba. It's a fugal horn and a tuba hybrid. A, A fugal horn? A fugal horn. Don't come at me brass players. But it looks like a bigger version of a trumpet. Nope, that's not what it is. Is that that's just the one that it doesn't have like I don't know what they're called in a trumpet where you press them down to change it. You just blow. No, 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 no. Like it has all the mechanisms a trumpet does except the looped body is bigger. Wait, no, I was thinking a bugle.
2: Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> bugle too. <laughs> Cuz I was thinking about the uh the song that they play for veterans, uh, at, taps. Yeah, Did that on a bugle. Okay.
1: Anyway, An- carry on. Anyway. Those are all my honorable mentions, and that is Rebecca's search into weird instruments that I were actually really fascinating. Like yeah. Like, I want, first of all, I want to play that really big bass. What was that one? The octobass? You never told us why it was called octo. It probably has something to do with the interval at which it is tuned, but it, there is one in Arizona at, a, at MIM, I think it's called. I don't think they'll let us play it, but we can definitely go see it. I want to touch it. Yeah, this is a musical museum. Don't touch things you're not supposed to.
0: I want to play a glass harmonica and a badger-free theremin, please. Badger-free.
1: Are your theremins vegan? They're all right. vegan.
0: Well, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, actually. Sir or madam, or neither or both, that is trying to get sassy with me. Not all theremins are vegan.
2: I would like to play a theremin. I'd like to learn the Doctor Who song.
0: Dee <laughs> Dee <Do, do, do. laughs> That's awesome. Now we all have new goals for the year.
1: Well thank you, ma'am. That was really cool. Right? No one died and it wasn't weird and gross or overly there was a lot of science. I take that back. There weren't too many penis jokes. If we didn't
0: stick true to at least one of our regimens, truths. What was the word of my shticks? Shticks. People would start to be concerned about
1: us. They would be concerned about us.
0: Well, on that note, remember friends. Everyone has something that they find odd, unless you play one of these instruments, then we don't find it odd at all. And we want you to send us a video of you playing said instrument. Let us tell you why it's not.
1: Yeah. And like Ashley said, if you play one of these instruments or just want to share your music with us, you can find us on any of the social medias. Links can be found at theladiesestrange.com. We love interacting with you guys. Please send videos of your music, even if you're a violist. Kidding, we love you. <laughs> Or you can send weird suggestions to the ladies at gmail.com. Okay, just throwing this out there real
2: quick. I know two people who are amazing and listen to the show who are violists, and I love you both dearly. So <laughs> uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review, and if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, just tell friends about us or go hug a violist because they're wonderful. Go- <laughs> <laughs> Keep it strange, lovelies. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Goodbye. (laughs)